Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who have been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. Want to say thank you, men, for hitting that play button. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast and being a part of today's conversation. Always want to invite you to communicate with me. Send me an email, spellmanministries at gmail.com. S P E L L M A N ministries plural at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your testimonies. I want to hear your prayer requests. I want to hear from you. And especially now that we've made a shift and we're moving the podcast platform back down to like a 15 minute mark. So going to be a little shorter, going to be a little more direct, going to be getting right into things here today. And I want you to let me know, what do you think about the new format, the new 15 minute format? Is it a thumbs up? Keep it going. Is it a thumbs down? Hey, I like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Hey, don't rush it. And I don't want to rush it. And that's not my intention in this, but I do want to, as best as I can, be a good steward of your time, my time, and a good steward of the revelation that God has put in our heart as a family and me as a man to share with you men on this podcast. So let me hear your feedback on that and just shoot me an email at spellmanministries at gmail.com. The link should be below on your podcast platform. Last week, we began our conversation about the blood of Jesus, about what it means and why do we apply the blood of Jesus. And I told you, this is the one thing that I did as a child of God early on and as a husband early on and as parents early on, we, my wife and I did, and we continue to this very day to apply the blood of Jesus very intentionally, very specifically, and we're going to be getting into those details here today. And so we talked about last week out of Exodus chapter 12, verse 22 and 23, where Moses has direction from God, and he's bringing God's people out of Egyptian bondage, out of the rule of Pharaoh, because Pharaoh had God's people, God's family, building his house. And God said, no, I want them to build me a house. I want to be their dwelling place. But Pharaoh had God's people, God's family, building his house. He had them making bricks. He had them building things for him. And we see the same thing today. Man and woman who have been made in God's image and likeness, the enemy of our soul, that foul spirit, that spirit of Pharaoh, that spirit of Antichrist is working in the earth. He's working in every nation and every tribe and tongue and nation and culture, and he's using people to build his house. But praise God, not only did Moses come to deliver Israel, Jesus has come to deliver each and every one of us so that we can come out from under the tyranny of Pharaoh, come out from under the tyranny of a selfish wisdom, a self-centered wisdom, and a spirit of Antichrist, and we can come under the dynamic rule and the loving rule of Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. He came to deliver us. He came to set us free. And just like Moses, he brought the people of God out as God judged that nation. And Jesus, by the blood of his cross, brought us out from under the tyranny of Satan, brought us out under the tyranny of guilt and shame and condemnation. He brought us out of the debt our sins leveraged against every single one of us. Jesus delivered us. Jesus set us free. And his blood needs to be applied not only in just a one-off prayer of salvation, but his blood needs to be applied every single day and throughout the day of our life. Faith 
in the blood. That's what we're talking about here on Marksman Podcast. And so we started last week in Exodus chapter 12. And so I want to move forward a little bit here today and talk about the blood of Jesus. And when we talk about the blood of his cross, we read Colossians 1.20 last week. We'll read it again here in the Passion Translation, Colossians 1.20, by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, and restored to innocence. Again, that's Colossians 1.20 in the Passion. But in talking about this, when we talk about the blood of his cross, it's not just him on the cross. Let's look at everywhere Jesus shed his blood. Because yes, when he's on the cross, blood is coming down that cross. But when we talk about what his blood redeemed, what his blood uh, cleansed, what his blood paid for, then we need to look at Scripture and see everywhere blood was being intentionally shed. And I think when you look at this and you follow me in this, you'll see tremendous application. You'll see tremendous ways you can use your faith in the blood And just like Moses told the children, take the hyssop, that branch, that little bush, dip it in the blood basin and apply it to the lintel of your door, apply it to the doorpost of your door. And when judgment came upon Egypt, you will be protected. You will be spared. Your family will be saved. Your family will be brought out. In the same way, we can take our faith in the blood And we can use what I call the hyssop of our tongue or the hyssop of our words. We're using our faith-filled words to apply the blood of Jesus to our lives, apply the blood of Jesus to our homes, apply the blood of Jesus to our marriage and, and our spouse, apply the blood of Jesus to our children, even our grandchildren. You may not even have grandchildren. I don't have grandchildren yet. But do you know, I'm already applying the blood of Jesus to my grandchildren. You say, can you even do that? Yeah, come on. The Bible says about Abraham and Levi in in Hebrews 11, it's talking about, I'm sorry, Hebrews 7, he's talking about the tithes that Abraham paid, and he says Levi paid tithes in Abraham. Levi ain't even born yet, and God is already acknowledging that Levi paid tithes in Abraham because he was yet still in his loins. See, God doesn't think like we think. He's His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so we can come up, men, in some of these areas, and we can use our faith to pray for future spouses, for our children. We can pray by faith for future children and grandchildren. You know, God, man, he walked with Abraham, and he was speaking in Genesis 17. He Abraham didn't even have a child yet. And God's already talking to him about them being delivered from a nation after they've been in bondage 400 years. You can read about it in Genesis 17. They'd been in bondage for 400 years. He's talking to Abraham in covenant about this. And Abraham doesn't even have a child yet that he's holding in his hands. So God is outside of time. And our faith isn't limited by time. And the power of God isn't limited by time. Angels aren't limited by time. Our minds, our limited thinking, our unredeemed minds, that limits us. But praise God, I believe that barrier is being broken. I believe you're breaking the time barrier today, and you're going to use your faith not only for the the present, but the future. Praise God. And so looking at everywhere Jesus shed his blood and being intentional about it so that when we 
in prayer and we in faith apply the blood of Jesus. And you say, what does that look like? How did you do that, Mark? Well, let me just give you a simple example. You know, for instance, when my wife and I, we had our first son, uh, Samuel, and he was just a little boy, you know, and we were we were feeding him, we were holding him, we were cuddling with him, or we'd put him down for bed or whatever. Just any, I mean, it just was always coming up in my spirit. And I would just say, Father, I just plead the blood of Jesus over my son. I just plead the blood of Jesus. Kim and I, we just plead the blood of Jesus over our son Samuel right now. And we cover his life with the blood of Jesus. Jesus, you shed your blood to redeem this spirit, to redeem this child. And Father, we just right now plead the blood of Jesus, that he's going to come to faith in Jesus Christ early in his life. He's going to have a revelation, a visitation of God early in his life. And he's going to He's going to surrender his life early to Jesus. And we just begin to plead the blood over him and pray over him and apply the blood. And the different revelations I'm going to give you in this teaching on marksmen over the next several weeks, we just then would begin to specifically, under the inspiration of the moment, just apply the blood of Jesus in these different ways. So let me let me just share with you what I'm talking about, and then we'll back up and be more specific in how we break out and teach some of these different ways that we can apply the blood. But the first thing is we're using our words, we're using our mouth, our tongue, death and life's in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18 21, death and life is in the power of the tongue. So we don't want to be speaking death over our children and our future, our marriage, our work, our money, whatever. We want to be speaking life. We want to be applying the blood. The Bible says the reason the blood is so significant is because life is in the blood. The book of Leviticus, it talks about life is in the blood. That's why they weren't supposed to eat meat that had the blood left in it. That's why the Jews eat kosher meat. The blood's all been drained out. There's no blood left in it. God said, don't eat the blood because life is in the blood. And so when that blood was shed, let's look at Scripture. And I'm going to reference different points of the passion of Jesus Christ. So I want you to think about the entire passion of Jesus, where it all began in the Garden of Eden, not the Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane. He sweat as it were, great drops of blood. Blood mingled with the sweat that he was sweating that night. His capillaries burst. It's scientifically been proven under such great stress and great anguish. This is a phenomenon that can actually happen. Of course, we know what happened because the Bible says it, but I'm telling you, science has also witnessed and confirmed this is a phenomenon that can happen under tremendous times of stress and anguish and pressure the capillaries in the skin can burst and the sweat that's coming forth from the pores mixes with the blood. And that's what happened to Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And this is where he was surrendering his will to the Father's will. And so the blood of Jesus, when it's applied, it can influence your will and your ability to surrender to the will of God. Where like Jesus, we can say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Next, we see the crown of thorns piercing his brow and his head. And of course, you know, they were mocking him as a king. They were mocking his identity. And so we see blood being shed as that crown of thorns was pressed into his brow. We'll talk more about that later. Thirdly, we see then he's wounded 
by punishing stripes, he's wounded outwardly, lashes on his skin. He's in Pilate's praetorium. He's being lashed and he's being scourged. And so outwardly, he's being wounded by punishing stripes. I want you to key that word, punishing stripes. He was being punished. He was the innocent, but he was taking punishment by faith. Punishment he didn't deserve, he was taking it by faith. He was receiving it by faith. In the same way, we can take by faith what we don't deserve, the righteousness he offers, the healing he offers, the saving, delivering that he offers. So he was wounded by punishing stripes outwardly. Then he was bruised. Inwardly, he bled. Not only did there, were there outward wounds, there was inward wounds of bruising. And Isaiah the prophet says he was bruised for our iniquities. That's bleeding beneath the surface. That's wounding beneath the surface. He was punished even beneath the surface. So not only can physical outward things be healed, but we can be healed inwardly. God heals the brokenhearted. God can heal even inward wounds. And so many need to receive healing inwardly. So when you're talking about applying the blood, we're talking about all these different places he shed his blood. In the Garden of Gethsemane, upon his head with the crown of thorns, the punishing stripes that wounded him outwardly, the punishing stripes that wounded him inwardly, and then number five, his hands were pierced. Obviously, blood ran down his hands when his hands were pierced. Six, his feet were pierced. And that's specific as well. His feet were pierced. And then finally, number seven, his side was pierced and blood and water flowed. So what are we talking about, men? We're talking about faith in the blood of Jesus. We're talking about applying the blood of Jesus. And we can be very specific, men, as we apply the blood to our families, to our homes, to our lives. So take these seven places that we talked about today and begin applying your faith in that blood of Jesus. But begin, begin searching out with the Holy Spirit what these things mean. We're going to be talking about it more next week, about individually what some of these things mean. But begin studying it out, men. Begin searching it out with the help of the Holy Ghost. And put your faith in the blood of Jesus. Thank you.